What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome I'm back persistent. to the Y Network, where we interview every job occupation A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Coach Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Stephanie Toma. Now, Stephanie is a networking strategy coach event host, and founder of Confident Introvert. She has facilitated over 1,000 events and established a fulfilling career helping people generate meaningful connections at online and in-person events. Her mission is to help introverts feel confident and establish relationships that catapult them forward in their career. Her debut book, Confident Introvert, has been ranked on Amazon.com as the number one new release in personal success in business and the number one bestseller in career guides. So Stephanie has a lot to share with us today. So Stephanie, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go. Stephanie, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I'm the state of the world will time mark this, that we are in a pandemic and it's also really hot everywhere in the world. So, you know, we're just kind of, we're feeling good, all things considered. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Now, Stephanie, I'm really excited to talk to you today um, about, especially about this being a confident introvert. I think that's really important and we're going to dive right into that. So, but let's go ahead and dive right into that first question. So why did you become who you are today? Yes. Okay. So this business is pretty much an extension of myself. Uh, Growing up, I always kind of thought maybe you had to have a work self and then the self that you were behind the scenes, almost like, let's say a Superman character or Spider-Man, you know, where there are those alter egos of sorts at work um, and outside of work. And then when I actually entered the corporate world, I realized that I didn't want to do that, (laughs) that I just wanted to show up as myself in both at work and outside of work. So I did show up fully as myself. And I noticed that in the process of doing that, it was something that I, I wanted to make more accessible to more people. And it wasn't like that thought naturally came to me. You know, sometimes when it comes to identifying what our strengths are, we can ask, what do people ask us about the most? And what do people ask? What what do other people reflect towards us as being things that maybe we can share? So that became something um, just kind of having that that lack of divide between my personal and professional self being showing up fully um, is one of the things that got me started. And I mean, digging even a little bit further back, uh, growing up, I was painfully shy. Yeah, it's it's been a transformational journey personally that's led to this business of getting to a place where I gained confidence. And uh, there are a few different levels here. First, I, there's the reducing anxiety, social anxiety, to then enable a feeling of authentic confidence that's, you know, pretty unmoving, right? That it's not easily swayed. And then on top of that, um, once you have taken control of that social anxiety, built up confidence, then the next step is connecting with people. And for me, and I know a lot of community builders and event organizers are actually introverted and people don't tend to know that. So yeah, that that's those things kind of built upon each other and, and got me started there. Perfect. Perfect. So, I mean, what was your what was your process like? When did it like really dawn on you that this was something that you wanted to do? 
Yeah. So, uh, so I would say it's, my career has been fairly organic and varied. So I, I've tried on a lot of different hats. Uh, I, I am a believer in going wide before you go deep. Yeah, because oftentimes, let's say someone that you know knows what they want to do, let's say right when they graduate uh, from school and just goes for it, down the line, they may realize, wait a second, I've been on autopilot this whole time. So I've been very intentional about trying a lot of different things. and uh, And I would say, having applied for so many different roles, I became really well versed in getting my foot in the door, really well versed in interview skills, really well versed in resume skills. And then from there, I began career coaching and, uh, and helping others attain that level of success in terms of getting your foot in the door. And then I also started producing and hosting events. So, uh, so, so you read earlier that I've hosted over 1000 events, uh, a lot of community events and some networking events. And from there, yeah, a friend of mine who has a speaker series, she invited me to give a talk and she asked me to give a talk on something that I'm an expert in. And up until that point, I had hosted events, been an MC, been a moderator of different panel discussions, but I hadn't necessarily been the person, like the solo soul person that everyone's focused on and wanting to learn from before. So I ended up settling on the topic of networking for introverts because within my community in San Francisco, it was pretty well known within my social circle that, okay, Stephanie networks and does community building, but people were all the time assuming that I was extroverted just because I have social skills. They thought, oh, you must get your energy from this and be a total extrovert. And it's like, wait a second, there's a lot that you don't see. There's a lot of reading and writing <laughs> and meditating that happens behind the scenes. Very nice, very nice. And let's dig a little deeper. So you were telling me how, you know, um, as a child, you were an introvert, but what, what were some other childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into who you became today? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would say I certainly, I was an introvert and still am. It just shows up in different ways, but I would say, yeah, certain habits that still persist today that I still engage in definitely a lot of reading and writing. I always preferred writing over reading because I love to create. Uh, so from at a very young age, I was writing songs. Yeah. I would usually write poems and then a melody would somehow come along with it and I would end up singing all of these, all of these random songs. Yeah. So, and I'd say now I still do some of that, but it just happened so much more as a kid. So, you know what? I'm looking to bring that back. <laughs> Let's bring back the music. We could all use a little more music. <laughs> I agree a thousand percent. I agree a thousand percent. So Stephanie, what is an average day like for you? Yes. Okay. So in these times, uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll break down what it used to be like pre-COVID and then kind of where we're at now. So pre-COVID, uh, let's say I would wake up and first thing, drink a cup of water, exercise. I love to do high-intensity interval training or I'm a runner as well. So running, uh, maybe some yoga. Uh, so pretty much, yeah, every weekday, that's how I tend to start my day. And then from there, make breakfast and identify what my top goals are for the week, for the day, and ideally get started getting some traction on one of those items before digging into email. And then throughout the day, um, let's see, um, a variety of calls. They could be uh, networking related calls. They could be client calls. I could be hosting a webinar. So that's pre-COVID. And then in the evenings, I would probably then leave my apartment 
working from home and then host an event in downtown San Francisco. And now my lifestyle is pretty similar. It's pretty much the same except for uh, in the evenings, you know, I'm not going out and hosting events, uh, but I do still host virtual events and, and also take some, I'm taking more time during this pandemic and shelter in place to even just have some more solitude and have more space for spontaneity and more space for for new ideas to come about. And yeah, just kind of reinvent what I stand for and and the creative things that I bring into the world. Very nice, very nice, very nice. So what do you enjoy the most about what you do? Uh, let's see, what I enjoy the most, so I'll even clarify a little bit more about what I do. So my company is Confident Introvert and it's a, tra- a training and development company. So I spend my days uh, curating, I, I do a fair amount of research. Let's say if I'm if I'm researching, uh, let's say the community culture within a, a corporation, then I'll do that qualitative research. Maybe talk to a few people, have some surveys out, and then go through all the data, create a presentation, and then present it. Uh, and then on the one-on-one client side, I might be um, going through a resume and and tweaking it, making it that much more effective and getting, you know, your foot in the door or um, talking through self-limiting beliefs that a one-on-one client may have. I, I do a lot of subconscious work and just figuring out tangible action steps to take for career progression. What was your question again? I want to be sure that I answered it effectively. My question was, what do you enjoy the most about what you do? Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's get back to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what I enjoy the most is the fact that it's varied. So as I mentioned earlier, I did wear a lot of hats earlier on. So those hats include being a blogger, being a brand ambassador, being a a marketer, being a uh, market researcher, being in business development. Oh gosh, there's probably more, but those, those are some hats. And, you know, whenever I was engaging in one of those roles or, you know, assignments or projects, I enjoyed what I was doing, but I also wanted to have a greater variety. And now I'm just really thankful that the business that I have enables me to wear so many hats and then either decide to learn new skills or maybe outsource some things that I just don't really care to do as much that someone else would be happier doing and better at doing. Very nice. Very nice. So what do you enjoy the least? Oh, (laughs) let's see. I would say that's hard because I, I really do take full ownership and responsibility for how I spend my time. I'd say, oh my gosh, that's a hard question. (laughs) <laughs> and, and you know, what? I'm thankful that it's a hard question. <laughs> um, I'd say, okay, so sometimes I, I think maybe what I dislike the most is sometimes when you're ramping up a new offering and you're doing, and you're kind of, you know, bracing yourself for like, wait, is it going to land with people? Because you know, it's awesome. And you've done all this research and it can just be a different ballgame to actually put it out in the world and see how it's received. So maybe that anticipation, but it's, it's a love hate thing because I really don't dislike it. But I mean, for the sake of answering your question, I'll say that. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. OK, so this next question is my absolute favorite question. Hands down, no doubt about it. Now, that is, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? Hmm. Yeah. So I would say short answer is 
no. <laughs> and then a longer answer is I think that what has served me best, you know, I wasn't an A plus 4.0 student, but I was in the three, you know, in the three point something range. So I, I think that the level of dedication to doing my work and doing my best and for example, in some more creative classes, like like art classes or writing classes, taking those grades with a grain of salt, knowing that creativity, some people will deeply resonate with and others won't. And yeah, having a, a cookie cutter art assignment that you get to be on or a writing assignment that you think is like, oh, this is great, but it didn't sound sterile enough. You Like sometimes I've been accused of using language that's too flowery and it's like, you know what, but I like it. And in school, you know, sometimes you need to adhere to a certain formula to be successful. And that formula doesn't necessarily translate to being successful to a higher degree because so we're th school does essentially teach students how to operate as an employee. But uh, when it comes to leadership skills and thinking outside of the box and innovating, certainly there are some schools that are more progressive and, and that, you know, even have an entrepreneurship program. But I would say that, that, yeah, just kind of branching off of that question of do grades matter? I do think that having the ability to do your best and, and bridge that gap and, you know, establish relationships with your classmates that matters and, and your teachers that rapport sometimes that rapport can literally be the difference between a d plus and a c minus you know just <laughs> just having that relationship and putting relationships first so i i'd say that, that yeah grades can definitely feel like they matter in the moment and long term if they're super low then maybe that does have an impact but but if you if you have relatively you know, good grades, but you're not perfect, do not worry. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I love that answer right there. And I'm going to break down this next question for you a little bit, just so that uh, we're on the same, uh, you know, understanding. Now, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, like, what are you devoted to? What's your devotion? Yeah, so I would say I, at this point in time, yeah, my, my life's purpose and work is really focused on hmm, having my clients truly know themselves and be that and to have it resonate with others because we've all seen at networking events or in social events and even on zoom calls these days how you know sometimes people are quirky and sometimes it lands and people are like drawn to it and they think oh that's awesome and other times it falls flat and when it falls flat usually what can be accompanying that falling flat and not connecting is not having done that deeper work and maybe uh, having a sense of anxiety that comes with these little bouts of self-expression. Uh, so, so yeah, does that answer your question? Yes, that answers my question perfectly. That answers my question perfectly. And you have been giving great answers all interview long, Stephanie, but we are down to that last and final question. And that would be if there was just one piece of advice, one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you are in today, what would that be? One piece of advice that I would give is to allow yourself to explore what you're truly interested in, whether it makes sense or not, and whether other people around you are positively reinforcing it or not. 
just allow yourself the luxury of living this life that you have. Think of yourself as a 90 year old. Will you regret not trying out for that musical? You know, even if someone made a comment once that, oh, you're a horrible singer or someone made a comment once, you know, people have their judgments and those judgments tend to come more from them and their experience and their lens. So yes, to, to be more concise here, uh, my, my takeaway for you listeners would be to, to try new things. And even if it's, if it doesn't seem logical to still try for those, those grand goals. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I agree with that a thousand percent. A lot of people are more afraid of failing than they are of regrets and which boggles my mind because I'd rather, I'd rather have no regrets at 90 years old than know, know that I did it, at least tried it and failed. So, um, and also one more thing, I mean, that, that last point that you had too, let me tell you now that back in college, uh, girls used to make fun of my voice. Girls used to be like, oh, your, your Kojo's voice is so annoying. Those same girls literally listen to my podcast today and are post reposting my episodes, all that. So please don't take critic take criticism with a grain of salt. Whenever you go to somebody with a plan or a decision that or an idea that you have, they'll usually just give you your opinion, their opinion. You, they'll just give you their opinion on whatever. If you say you're going to become a politician and they hate politicians, guess what they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you you should not become a politician because politicians are the worst. But that should not define you. You should always go off of your instinct and what you feel is right for you and be confident in who you are and put it forward and use your skills, your talents, your hard work in order to make the world a better place before you leave it. So, Stephanie, you've given an excellent, excellent, excellent interview. Now, you did you do have a book out called uh, Confident Introvert. And of course, if there's anything else like a website, social media, again, your book, please go ahead and promote that now so I can leave it in the link in the description below so my fans can check you out. Yes, certainly. So uh, Confident Introvert is available on Amazon. And also if you Google search it, it's popping up in other locations, but Amazon is the easiest way to find it. Uh, and I also would like to offer listeners a freebie, a networking remotely resource sheet. So especially as the economy is kind of, you know, figuring itself out. And a lot of us are figuring our stuff out, right? Um, it's important to continue to build those connections and you can do it remotely. Uh, so you'll get a one pager cheat sheet by going to stephanietoma.com slash freebie. And then I am also active online. So you can find me on Facebook and, and Instagram. Very nice. Very nice. And please go and check it out. She's giving away a freebie, guys, a freebie. I get I, that has never been done before on the podcast. So please go and check out the link in the description below, guys. Stephanie has been an excellent, excellent, excellent guest today on the show, answering each question so perfectly. And now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find your career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I hope that me and Stephanie helped you find it here today. That is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. I'm
willing to go the distance I feel like I'm up on the mount like I'm pitching I'm fighting them